You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, Episode 7. So you have a BFA in musical theater, now what? Let's get started. Maggie Barra here. Welcome to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for joining us. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every Monday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic and on Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. So if you already follow me on Instagram, chances are you noticed that a couple of months prior to me even recording this episode, I actually did a video on Instagram Live about life after college and how to take advantage of your time after pursuing a degree in musical theater. For those of you who are still deciding whether or not to pursue a degree in musical theater and how to go about that, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you. I promise I will actually be doing a musical theater college audition series, so look forward to that. However, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a few things that I think may help you in your journey transitioning to real life after college. I received my BFA in musical theater from Texas State University in 2017. I graduated in May of that year, and I have since worked a couple of regional theater gigs and have gotten some really awesome auditions and callbacks in the city, and all of this information I'm going to give you today is stuff that I learned the hard way in the year and a half after graduating. Okay, so maybe you spent the last four years of your life pursuing a degree in musical theater. You probably spent the previous two years preparing to audition for a program that would allow you to pursue a degree in musical theater. And then you probably spent the 10 years before that deciding if you wanted to pursue a degree in musical theater. And after all of that, you finally have your degree in musical theater. So I'm sure everyone's wondering what comes next. Do you do a quick summer stock theater gig and then make the big move? Do you work a day job at home to save some money? Or do you cry yourself to sleep when the real world slaps you in the face? Or all of the above? So for four years, you probably received top-tier training. You may have taken classes in voice and speech, dialects, jazz, ballet, tap, hip-hop, auditioning, piano music theory, realism, characterization, the history of musical theater. You probably performed in a bunch of college productions. You worked with the best performers in the industry and attended master classes with every Broadway casting director and their mother. And then you probably performed in front of a panel of industry professionals at your school's senior showcase in either New York, L.A., Chicago, or a combination of those. So now what? As you guys know, this life is not easy, and it's even scarier when you don't know what comes next. Once you have decided to make 
the big move to New York City or Chicago or LA or Philadelphia or Seattle, any of those really happening theater cities, it's time to get to work. Here are some of the most important lessons I've learned after graduating with a BFA in musical theater. Number one, find a day job. Find a part-time job you love that has flexible hours for auditioning, and that could be babysitting, catering, waiting tables, bartending, teaching dance, teaching voice lessons, which is what I do and I love so much, freelance writing or designing, become a virtual assistant or a brand ambassador, which is another thing that I do online, and look for jobs that you can work remotely. I can't stress the importance of finding a day job because you're going to want to have that money either for rent or for classes. Basically, money that you can put and invest into your career as a performer. The worst thing you can do is go into an audition pleading for the job, especially if you don't have another day job that's going to help you stay afloat in a big city. Number two, get familiar with the job boards. There are so many opportunities out there for you as a performer, and they're all online, baby. Actors Access, Backstage, Broadway World, Playbill, and even Actors Equity, their website if you're already a member. Invest your time in reading the job boards, familiarizing yourself with the audition listings, and submit. You waste your time if you rely solely on an agent to do everything for you. Number three, audition, audition, audition. Audition like your life depends on it. Why? Because you're brand new, you're a fresh young face with plenty to offer, and Everyone probably doesn't know who you are yet. You can't expect to blindly submit to a casting director and just hope for the best. Increase your chances of getting an appointment with the creative team by showing up to everything. The open calls, the EPAs, which are equity principal auditions, and the ECCs, which are equity course calls. Wake up early, sign up, and get in the room as much as possible. Prove that you are consistent, reliable, and fierce. The work you put in now will greatly benefit you in the long run, I promise. Number four, write everything down. I can't stress this enough. Keep an audition journal. I have an Excel spreadsheet I have been keeping since the day I graduated that lists every audition I've been on, who was in the room, what I wore, what I performed that day, and any feedback or adjustments I was given. I've had callbacks months later, and it has been a lifesaver to be able to easily refresh my mind on what I did last for that project or casting director in the audition room. Trust me, you won't remember these things off the top of your head. Number five, say yes to everything. Get your foot in the door by getting involved. Be a reader. Intern at a casting office. Help out at an agency. Collaborate with other artists in any way that you can. Number six, build yourself a schedule. Okay, most of us aren't used to a typical nine to five schedule as actors, but 
If you don't already have a day job, I urge you to resist the habit of sleeping in. It kills your chances of getting seen, especially if you are non-equity. So build a schedule based on what you want to accomplish. Plan out the auditions you want to attend. Give yourself an hour each day to sift through job boards and submit for projects preferably in the morning, at least for me. Leave time for the gym, whatever your heart desires, but stick to a schedule. It'll help you in the long run. Number seven, stay in class. Ah, you thought you were done, didn't you? Just because you graduated with a degree doesn't mean you should stop learning. If you're not staying on top of your game in class, you're not growing as an artist. Consider taking part in any workshops or dance classes and voice lessons that you see fit. Number eight, keep on top of the industry news. Playbill and Broadway World are constantly updating their databases with new developments in show business. So I would suggest keeping a close eye on the latest developments or musical teams that are up and coming or productions that are in the works. Prepare yourself in advance for upcoming projects. Number nine, understand your family's concerns. Your parents will worry. Chances are, if they don't already work in showbiz, they probably just don't understand what you're going through. Do you find yourself going to a bunch of auditions and not getting the job every single time? Obviously, but it may take time for your family to realize that this is the norm. So be gentle when you're trying to explain what you've been up to. Trust the process and try not to let their questions and concerns affect your process. They love you and they want you to succeed. Going to auditions and getting in front of a casting director and creative team is part of the game, and that alone is a win. So remember that. Number 10, take care of your community. The people you spent the last four years with at college are your family. Whether you like it or not, they know you probably better than you know yourself. These people are also going through exactly what you're going through, and they know what it's like to be a starving artist. So catch up with your friends and take care of others and start building a community. You're going to be so glad that you did it. Hey, breathe. Broadway will always be there. Take everything one step at a time. To those of you who have your degree in musical theater or even straight acting, I applaud you because I know what it's like and going to school for such a thing is such a test to your stamina, your competitiveness, your drive and work ethic, and your mental health. To those of you who do not yet have your degree, maybe you're thinking about going to school for musical theater, or you are midway through. I hope that this helped put your mind at ease a little bit. It is a very scary thing once you graduate because you know, you're making a transition into the real world and there's a lot of unknown, but there's beauty in the unknown. And we can take advantage of all these little opportunities that present themselves to us 
as long as we're aware of them. We have a lot more control over our careers and our lives as actors than we think. So keep at it, and I promise good things will come. With that, we conclude episode seven of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you feel so inclined, give me a shout out on Instagram. For further inquiries, email me at maggie@actoraesthetic.com or shoot me a DM at actoraesthetic. I want to thank my friends on Instagram for always showing me love and sharing my podcast. You guys are the reason why I do what I do, so I appreciate you a lot. It takes a village, y'all. I'll see you next week.